something to say And although you don't like it You'll have to deal with TGQ and Okay, so there's another bullshit song that I just uh, came up with. Hey, hey. hey, everybody, welcome to the Approxima Podcast. My name is Jamie French, and this is another episode of TGQ&A, the questions and answers show that we do on the weekends on the Approxima Podcast. So I'm not going to fuck around with you guys. We're going to get right down to the point, and uh, we're going to start asking or answering questions. Asking? Really? answering questions well i guess we'll kind of be asking and answering because i have to ask these questions in the voice of our oh boy our uh our listeners and then i will answer them for you uh let's start off with uh doug doug says uh i had a friend who uh came out as trans and i supported them good uh, after two years of them being on HRT, that's hormone repa- replacement therapy, uh, she and I, I like your use of pronouns there, she and I began a relationship. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, you had a, 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 a trans person that you supported that you eventually wound up in a relationship with. Okay. Uh, she spent our time together experimenting with uh, various gender identities and sexualities. Eventually, she admitted to me that she only used me as a safe guy, in quotations, to explore the female side of sex in the bedroom. My question is, uh, do you have any advice for me for telling them that it's either a relationship or not, uh, without sounding too mean or in, uh, insensitive. Ah, oh, boy. Okay, okay. So, let's get this straight. You knew a dude, and, and he went trans, and you eventually wound up with a relationship with them, and they used their time with you to experiment with a bunch of shit. And, uh, and if I read this right, uh, let's see here, uh, they, they want to move on? Is that what you're saying? To explore the film, they admitted to me that they only used me as a safe guy, oh boy, to explore their female side. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the deal, dude. Um... This is this is too much drama for you to handle. You don't no, don't do anything. First of all, don't be in contact with this person at all. It's it's not worth it. This is somebody that was obviously experimenting and if you go through with it, here's what's going to happen. Uh if you say if you give them you're you're basically asking me for permission to give them an ultimatum. That's that's not going to work. That ultimatums don't work for anybody. Um, I, I know you're, you're worried about your own feelings right now, but with everything that you told me about the way this person is handling their life, this is not about you at all. And you need to get the fuck out of this situation for your own benefit as well as for her. Um, 
here's what's going to happen if you give them an ultimatum and you say, hey, uh, dude, I've, I've, or chick, or whatever you want to say, I've supported you through all this, and please stick around with me. I, uh, I fucking, I love you, and, and, like, just, it's, it's me or nobody else. That's, that's no bueno. That's no bueno. That's an ultimatum, and, and you're gonna put somebody in a bad position. Especially since they're, they, you said it yourself, they're experimenting with you. You actually answered your own question. You know exactly what this person is up to, and you can't make it about yourself or about your wants. You can't do that. You should recognize this, and I think you kind of do recognize this for what it is. In asking this question, you know exactly what's going on. You need to get away from this person. Let them keep experimenting. Don't make it about you. You know, I'm sure you have feelings for this person, and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with their transgender experience. But you can't, you can't lay that on them. You can't put your personal wants about whatever. Like you're in as much as an experimental position as they are. You absolutely are. And so you can't force them to make a decision about the things that you want. They're still trying to figure themselves out in the way that you are. Don't let your one experience and your one experiment with this experimental person be the end-all and be-all of your happiness. That's, that's not the way you do it. Recognize, and you do, or else you wouldn't put this many details into your question, recognize that they're still experimenting and that you are also in a process of experimentation. Let her go. Let her do the things that she wants and let you be free enough to do the things that you want. But don't pin your happiness on her just because this is the first weird experience you went through. Okay? You're going through a weird experience. She's going through a weird experience. Recognize that. Move on. If it's not working out, fine. Don't let it work out. Let it separate. That's the whole reason you asked me this question. It's not working out. So recognize that on a human level. Let her go fuck with her shit. And you keep fucking with your shit. And you keep progressing. You get, Allow yourself to go through a bunch of different fucked up experiences until you find equilibrium. Okay? You're not going to find equilibrium with this particular person. This is the way I read it, the way I hear it. This is two people going through transitional stages in every sense of the word. And if you guys are not to be together, then let that happen. Go separate from her. It's fine. It's fine. Let her do her own shit and you need to move the fuck on with your shit. Remember, your emotions are every bit as valid as her. Even though she's going through this, you know, uh, 
sexual stage, in this this physiological stage, in these biological things that like seem really solid. And she's like she's doing actual things that change her. Just because you're not doing that doesn't make your changes any less valid inside yourself. Where she may be doing a bunch of outward biological changes, you're still going through a bunch of inward biological changes, emotional changes, psychological changes, just as she is. The fact that you have a problem at all and you're at this young age, I know it's a young age because questions like these only come from young people, means you guys need to split the fuck up. And this is step one for you and a lesson to be learned. And this is also step one and a lesson for her to be learned. Okay? Accept that that's the way it is. Move forward. Separate yourself. And know that things are going to get better down the road. And what I mean by better is way down the road. Because you still have a lot of mistakes to make. And so does she. You guys are going to, this is lesson one. You're going to go through a lot of mistakes. You got lesson two, three, four, and Z, okay, before you don't have to ask these kind of questions on a stupid fucking podcast anymore. The moment you don't have the right to this podcast is the moment you, you're fine. (laughs) I'll put it like that, if that makes any sense. Um, So thank you, Doug, for that question. I I hope that helps you. Um, And if you have any questions you want me to elaborate further on that, please uh, send me a text at 817-673-3704 or uh, hit up the uh, Approximate Podcast email at uh, approximatepodcast at gmail.com. So um, I hope that helped out a little bit. I know I kind of beat around the bush, but I think you get the general idea I'm talking about. So I'm going to move to our second question here. Thank you, Doug, so much for that question. Uh, But uh, I got one from Evan. Uh, Evan says, um, I'm spending the weekend at a friend's house playing video games, eating snacks, and watching old films. Is what I'm doing a good use of my weekend? If not, what should I be doing? Really? Dude, that's that's the question. You're you're asking me about how like you kill time? Really? Hold on. Let, let me make sure I didn't miss anything here. Evan says, I'm spending the weekend at a friend's house playing video games, eating snacks, and watching old films. Is that why I'm supposed to be is that a good use of my weekend? If not, what should I be doing? Okay. The fact that you said weekend tells me that uh, the weekend is your free time, uh, which is what I assume is, you know, most people's weekends, like, that's that's their free time. Um, the weekend is the majority of people's free time. And are you spending it wisely? Well, uh, I guess. I mean, is your week, is the weekend where you find solace? <sighs> If so, you do whatever the fuck you want. You know, for me, I'm in a different... For me, I'm in a a completely different situation than the majority of people. Every day is a Saturday for me. You know, I don't have time off. The time off and the time that I work holds equal ground 
where where I stand. So I can't answer that question like you like I don't I I don't regiment my time in that way. I don't try to find like good pieces of time to hang out and relax. Um that's just whenever I decide it is. The same as whenever I decide to work is whenever I decide it is. I have that luxury. Most people don't. So if the weekends are where you're watching movies, hanging out, and fucking eating bullshit, so long as it makes you happy, well, then fucking do it. Um, but if you're ambitious, uh, then maybe not. You know, uh, the fact that you're asking that question at all means that you may have some guilt about spending your weekends eating shit and watching movies. Well, again, that probably answers your own question. If you have guilt about it, if you have doubts about it, if you have to ask a fledgling bullshit podcast about that, then maybe that tells you everything you need to know. Maybe on your weekends, not spend so much time eating fucking garbage and, you know, checking out bullshit movies. Maybe you already know that you need to keep working for your own passions. Not for the man, not for the guy that gives you the paycheck, not for the tax man, but for things that you love. You know, maybe the the weekend is the perfect time for you to invest in your own dreams for yourself. And, uh, you know, given the choice, I'd say between, you know, eating a bunch of garbage and watching Netflix all night or doing just a little bit to propel your own passions, I'd pick the passions every time. Hey, take it from me. I don't own a TV. I'm not bragging here. Just this is a disclaimer. I'm not bragging here. That's not what I'm saying here. But... Take it from me, I don't own a TV. I don't have a fucking Xbox or any of that bullshit. I don't fucking, I don't hire hookers. I don't, uh, I don't do anything. Everything that I have for my own like weekend uh, shit is, I try to put it towards following my passions because that's where I find the moist, the, the moist, the most joy you know, and it completely beats fucking kettle corn and, uh, you know, a six-hour bent on Stranger Days, you know. If you have to ask me that question, I'd say put that shit aside and do the things that make you in love with being alive. Working isn't being alive and fucking Netflix isn't being alive. It's what you can offer this world. If you're a creative person, music, art, uh, fucking uh, whatever your passion is, and you got a little bit of time off, follow that. Do that. Because if you only have a weekend to do something and your choice is fucking Netflix or following your passion, always follow your passion. You're going to die real quick. It goes real fast. So do the thing that brings you real joy because this sitting around and eating popcorn and watching fucking Netflix is, it's not going to do it. 
and it's just going to make you feel bad at the end of the day on your on your deathbed. What are you going to say to yourself? Oh God, I lived a real full life. I fucking watched Netflix all day and ate popcorn, a little bit of ice cream. Jesus Christ, that was good. Or did you follow your dreams and affect people's lives? Because the only lives that you're affecting while watching Netflix are fucking old rich white men that own Netflix and you're making their lives better because they actually know how to live and they're taking you for a loop. So don't do that. Strum a chord. Learn a new piano riff. Um, Don't fucking eat popcorn. Find a better way to make popcorn. Add joy to people's lives and that'll make you feel a lot better. So when you're on your deathbed, you can say, doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. When we're dead, we're dead. Uh, but I, kidding aside, I hope that answers your question. Um, so we're going to skip from Evan. We're going to go to Chris. Let's see how much time we've killed so far. 17 minutes? That's not too bad. We're going to go to Chris. Chris says, uh <clears throat> I recently went to a seminar held by the gender clinic I'm being seen by, and they showed us all these pictures of uh, vaginoplasty and labiaplasty operations. Uh, Some examples look great. Others were examples of what an unsuccessful surgery looked like, an unsuccessful surgery looked like. Excuse me, I'm slurring a little bit. Uh, Prolapsing, infection, etc., uh, but I only winced when they showed a botched breast reduction for FTM. Uh, that's female to male. Uh, they look like two popped grapes. Does this mean I'm a bit too numb to the process? Okay, well, there's there's a lot to take in there, Chris. Um, so now that I've read it, let me see if I can make it a little more succinct. Uh, you went to a seminar that was held by a gender clinic you went to, so I guess you're, I'm imagining you're probably in San Francisco <laughs> where these kind of things happen, or you're on the East Coast somewhere, a uh, liberal state like uh, Massachusetts, don't know where you're from. I These kind of seminars only happen in like on the coasts. Uh, but I imagine that you uh, went to this seminar for uh, gender understanding at this clinic, uh, on one of the two coasts, and you said, uh, so y- y- you were brought through a lot of like horror stories. Uh, I guess it was a uh, a thing about uh, what whatever you were shown was a thing about uh, what can and and what can happen, and you know, ideally during transgender surgery and what's not so good about transgender transgender surgery when it goes south. Um, okay, I guess that's that's a weird lesson. That sounds like fucking junior high where you go to PE and they show you the... Uh, you're 15 and, and they show you the uh, 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 here's how to drive videos and it's all fucking horror stories. Is, is, was it like that? Was it like when you were 15 in junior high and and they showed you the uh, car crash series of events uh, before you ever, you know, got your um, your driver's license, you know, your learner's permit? Is it like that? Is that the kind of thing you went to? Because that's what it sounds like, um, which is fucking weird. I mean, that's great. I 
completely promote people learning as much as they can, but this is this is kind of a weird class that you went to, it sounds like. Um, so, vaginoplasty, uh, labioplasty operations. Some examples uh, look great. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, others were unsuccessful. Uh, so, you saw a lot of bad shit, and I guess that's what you're pointing to. Because um, nobody writes in with good shit to talk about. So, uh, you only winced when they showed a botched breast reduction for a uh, female to male. They look like two pop grapes. Does this mean... And, and that's the only thing that affected you, is that you saw a female to male uh, take my breast away surgery. Uh, breastiectomy. <laughs> you saw that and it grossed you out because you, they showed you a bad version of it. And that's the only thing that made you wince. And you want to know if you're wrong for thinking that? Like, you had those bad thoughts in your head by looking at it compared to all the other things that you saw? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> what, what do you think that says about you? If, if I say you're wrong for thinking that, what do you think that says about you? Does that mean that you're partial to women's tits and you hate to see them go awry? And then what does that mean? Or... I mean, I, I, you said you saw all these different surgeries during this uh, class that you went to, and none of it affected you except the the tits that went awry. So, like, I don't know, man. What do you What do you want me to say? Uh, did you Did you like? There was the only thing that grossed you out, right? So, do you think? you would have been a better person if you liked it? Like, what do you mean by this? So it grossed you out. So what? A botched surgery grosses everybody out because nobody likes to see a surgery done wrong. <clears throat> the fact that the other botched surgeries didn't affect you, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you're a sociopath and that you have such a special, a, like, attention to breasts and that fucked you up maybe that just means you're a breast person and you don't like to see them fucked up and you don't hate female to male transgender people but you just don't like to see tits fucked up maybe you just like tits I think that's it I think that's the fucking story to this is that you don't like to see tits fucked up do you got something to say Stephanie fuck, I love boobs, though. <laughs> fuck dude dude seriously Chris Chris, okay, here's how we're gonna here's how we're gonna tie a bow on this. <clears throat> this is a quote from uh, my most favorite comedian in the world. And I, I Stephanie, she's in the other room. People listening can't see. People that are are watching that can't see still don't know who I'm talking to. I'm pointing at Stephanie Special and she just reminded me and she made me in this moment, in this moment, my heart feels good saying this. She made me acknowledge that my favorite comedian in the world is absolutely Tim Minchin. I'm going to cop to it. Tim Minchin. And Tim Minchin has a very special piece of advice for you. That you give a shit about these pop greats FTM fucking tits. Okay? Fuck, I love boobs, though. <laughs> I just really love them. 
folk, I love boobs, though. I just want to rub them. Okay, so if you don't know who the fuck I'm talking about, uh, there's going to be a link in the description. Tim Minchin, and I'll put a direct link to the song I'm talking about. Dude, I think it's not, you have nothing to worry about. You just don't like seeing tits fucked up because you're a tits person. And whether you identify as male or female or in between or a thousand other categories, go ahead and like tits and feel bad when you see them fucked up because we should all feel bad about seeing a surgery gone awry. I mean, the person that wanted the surgery paid a lot of money and didn't want the surgery fucked up. That's at least worth our, you know, like we give a shit, you know, so feel bad about it and try to help if you can. But don't worry about what it means about you. You simply like tits and you don't want to see them fucked up. So you're fine. You're fine. God damn it. Uh, Tim mentioned and look at the link in the description because I'm posting it there specifically for you. I've done enough rambling on grape tit pops. Uh, Let me see. I'm going to hold on. Let me see what I were 25 minutes. I'm going to get one more in here. Uh, So... Let's see here. I got one from uh, Stanley Scrubrick. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, Where do you get creative inspiration in a town like Arlington? Let me say that as if I'm not a robot. Where do you get creative inspiration in a town like Arlington? Okay. Well, that's very specific. Stanley Scrubrick. Uh, I guess you must be following me on Twitter or something like that to know that uh, I'm the creative type that would have inspiration coming from anywhere at all, let alone the place where I fucking live. Yes, I live in Arlington, Texas. The, uh, here's how I explain Arlington, Texas to people. I tell everybody, because I'm, I'm centered right down between Fort Worth and Dallas and the Metroplex is what we call it in North, uh, North Texas. Arlington, where I live, is the world's largest Walmart parking lot. It's all we are. (laughs) We are a family destination. We got Six Flags. We got uh, the Ranger Stadium. We got um, fucking Walmarts everywhere, shopping everywhere. Uh, It's just a grid. It's it's like a 20-mile grid of nothing but Walmarts and family destinations and it's between Dallas and Fort Worth and so I don't know Uh, I I was about to go off on another tangent it's not worth it let me just go ahead and answer your question Uh, where do you get creative inspiration in a town like Arlington okay well this makes a uh, uh, apparently this person knows that I'm in a band, uh, that I do um, porn, uh, that I have a production company that does like music videos and things for all kinds of clients. I'm a creative person, and so there, you know, I do drawings, I do 3D animation, all ki- all kinds of crap. I spend like nine different plates. So this person wants to know where I get my information from, and it's kind of weird because they're specifically pointing it to Arlington, where I live. Where do you find inspiration in a place like Arlington? I think the fucking place where I live has nothing to do 
with where I get inspiration. Where I get inspiration from is my natural predisposition to want to create things. And where I do find inspiration makes me feel bad because where I find inspiration uh, comes from outside agents. It comes from looking at other people's wares, you know, my favorite comedians, my favorite uh, musicians, my favorite artists, my favorite this and that. That's where I get inspiration from. And I don't like it because I don't like pulling from other people's ideas, you know. And I think everybody that creates stuff doesn't like to think that they are the sum of their inspiration. But it kind of turns out if you're a creative fuck like like I am and like you might be, that's kind of the truth. You're the sum of your inspiration. And, you know, you can basically, we all take in the things that we love and we put our own little twist on them, you know. And rest assured that the people that you love have also done the same thing. They've taken inspiration from the people that they loved and they put their own little twist on them and it affected you in a certain way and you're going to do the same thing. You're going to pass it on down the road. Um, but there's nothing about the specific place I live in that I derive any inspiration from. I could live anywhere and still, so long as I had access to the outside world, I could derive that specific kind of inspiration like from the internet you know and and see all my heroes and drive derive inspiration from them um but if i didn't have that it still wouldn't matter where i lived because i i still have that innate need to create and i suppose i would uh i'd probably be a lot weirder than the current stuff that I put out you know if I'm left up to my own devices without any outside stimuli uh, I believe I would be inaccessible in my creativity I think I would make things that make way more sense to me than anything that I could put out there you know giving outside inspiration Um, and I you know I almost think that's actually a more enviable place to be i kind of live a spartan life as it is living in arlington texas you know i don't have any uh i don't own a tv i don't play a bunch of video games or anything like that i i pretty i pretty much live spartan as it is but i still have access to the greater world and it does affect me and it does affect my creativity and i find that i more often than not put a spin on things that have influenced me and call it my own. But it has nothing to do with where I live. Um, if I did live anywhere else in the world, I'd imagine it be the same place. But if I lived in a place that was devoid of outside influence, I think that would actually be the probably the most honest place to be. Because it really would test your mettle as a creative person. You would have nothing but your own imagination and and lack of influence, as it were, to create things that 
maybe nobody ever saw before. I mean, maybe this is where we get... I tend to think that the people that we admire most are the people that have the least amount of influence in their lives. People that are honest enough with themselves that segregate themselves enough from pop culture, at least society at large to where they are able to dig into their minds and, and, and mine these, these amazing uh, like nuggets of, of truth that help human society. Uh, but I've never been in that position. You know, I'm, I'm, I've come close just by kind of living a Spartan life, but you know, fucking Arlington has nothing to do with my influences or, or my creative output. I'd like to think that I have my own brain, but I know I'm completely affected by, uh, you know, the outside influence. Uh, but I, I, I think I find my greatest strength in creating stuff comes from not being distracted by too much, you know? Hey, I take a break every once in a while. Maybe I'll watch some cartoons on the uh, Netflix or, you know, maybe I just sit and, and stare at the wall for hours on end. But I try not to let too much influence me, and that's as close as I can get. But it's also my job to stay in tune with the, you know, for the sake of the podcast, to stay in tune with pop culture and uh, current events. Ah, geez. Um, dude. Uh, Arlington has nothing to do with my creative output is the short and skinny of it. And we took a long time to get there, but it has nothing to do with the particular town I live in. It has to do with, uh, my own brains and their, their willingness to accept outside influence. I hope that answers your question. Let's see. We are at 34 minutes. Let's do one more and we'll shut this guy down. Um, Let's see here. I'm gonna uh let's see. We got uh where do you get your okay, we read that one. Uh if you were to emulate one artist, who would it be? Uh what's so good about that one? Oh well, geez. <laughs> this kind of relates to the to the other question about uh what influences I take from the town that I live in, which we've come to uh no, I, I don't. Um, but the, geez, who would I emulate? That's, uh, uh, man, I don't think I would. I don't think I, all of the mistakes I've ever made in my creative endeavors have come from emulating people that I like. I've never felt so fake or so gross or so amateur in my creative endeavors as I have when I've tried to emulate heroes. Every time I emulate a hero, I may like it at the moment. I may feel clever and pat myself on the back for doing such a good job, doing the thing that, copying the thing that I liked. But when I look back afterwards, I hate myself for those things. Because they're not me. 
here's the here's the thing. I would never say that I'd want to emulate anybody, but I would absolutely want to learn from the people that I emulate. Okay? Nobody gets past emulation. We all want to chalk up to our heroes. Uh, for me, it's they might be giants, uh, Tom Waits. Like, in my earliest days as a songwriter, I would try to do what those guys did, you know? And then as years went on, I would look back on those early endeavors and I would feel like a piece of shit for doing that. You know, because it wasn't my voice. You know, I was using whatever rudimentary voice that I had to emulate my heroes. But that's not how you get anywhere. You, you, you move beyond those folks. You move beyond your heroes. You'll always have your heroes. That's why they laid their shit down on wax, so that you could always enjoy it. But it's not your job to replicate the things that you love. No. No. What you do is you take those early lessons when you replicate those things that you love and you kind of get to dive in and see how they did their shit. But more importantly, you also get to see how you're a fuck up for doing that. And the real lesson isn't the, the technical stuff that you learn from those guys. And it's not even about diving into their headspace. The real lesson is learning how not to do that and how to break away from your influences. So for for this particular question, I I'd say I don't at this particular point in my life, I don't want to emulate anybody. Influences will always sneak into your whatever it is you do. For me it's music. For you, it might be painting. For another person, it might be writing. For another person, it, it you know it it might be how you fucking make spreadsheets. You know, this isn't just about the creative arts. It might be how the way you uh, approach a relationship. You know, this is a human wide question. But I'll speak to the creative arts because that's the kind of person I am. Out of seven point five billion people. I don't want to emulate anyone, but I know that there are years of influence under my skin. And my job is to find my own voice and use the best lessons that I have learned from my heroes, but not to envelop my own voice within the confines of my heroes. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but that's where we're going to leave, uh, leave it off because we're at 39 minutes right now, and I think we got a full show. I've been yakking like a motherfucker. So let's see. Um, oh, oh, okay. Well, I, I got to make a, a mention right now. We have a, a, quite a few people in our chat room. Uh, so let me give a shout out to y'all before we, uh, because this is a, a, a live stream. Uh, these questions and answer show, TGQ&A. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm just going to read a few off just so I can acknowledge them and um, make sure that they know I, I, I see them. Um, are you a man or a woman or trans? Don't judge. I'm just curious. Uh, I identify as a trans individual. I can't identify as a woman because I don't. I can't make babies out of vagina. 
Um, I also don't have balls. So, you know, I had an orchiectomy uh, a couple months ago as of this date uh, in July, 2017, July 11th. Um, so, you know, I'm in this weird kind of in-between spot that I made for myself and I own it and uh, nobody can fuck with me and I'll punch anybody in the throat that says otherwise. Um, so, yeah, trans person, Jamie French, Google me, uh, you know, enjoy. Um, that's, so that's that question from, uh, Kipoafany, however you say your fucking name. Then I got one from, uh, Andy Kishore that says, uh, I see you're shirtless. I'm not shirtless. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a dress. I just got a little cleavage showing, you know, that's all. I'm wearing a shirt. Um, let's see, we got another question here. Uh, let's see in the chat room. Oh, hi, Jamie. Okay, hey, hi. That's from, uh, Olaria Skenazenzenz. This is the, <laughs> this is actually one of our better listeners, and I promise I'm going to get your name wrong. Elanzara. Elanzara? Elanzara. Hansel. Hansel? Hansel. Hansel? Fuck off. How you doing? <laughs> and then we're going to get to one last question in the chat room. And that is, uh, what is the best way for hair removal? I saw a vid on Nair Lotion. Any thoughts? Don't fucking... Okay, for anybody that wants to remove hair from their body, this is a very good practical question that we can end on. Don't use Nair. You're going to get chemical burns. You're going to hate it. And it's going to fucking suck. It's really going to suck. Uh, get used to the idea of shaving. If that fucks with you, um, here's what you do. You go and you get uh, laser hair removal. I know. It's pricey. It is. I went through a year of it. It cost me about $1,100 over the course of a year. Uh, but one of the best things I've ever done, and um, you know, for my own self-image, as much as that's worth, uh but, yeah, you know, there's no easy way out of anything that you want to do, ever, for anything. What I would suggest is to buck up and shave or go get laser hair removal. You know, I went to the mall. I went to the mall and I found a little laser hair removal place. And uh, it might have been a little bit overpriced, but $1,100 for a year's worth of hair removal. And it's like... Seven minutes a session. It was fine for me. And it worked out in my favor. Um, so that's what I would suggest. But don't fucking put Nair on your skin. Jesus Christ. You're going to hate it. Don't do it. It's chemical burns fucking central. That's all it is. It's going to irritate you like a motherfucker. And you want to rip your skin off. I've gone through it uh, enough times. And I'd like to admit. So with that question out of the way. Uh, let me go ahead and thank everybody that wrote in questions. Uh, and we're going to play this one out with a song. So let's go ahead and do that. Wasn't that it? 
interesting tonight. That's okay. I'm gonna sing things over weird chords that I'm not gonna sing right. And you can all fuck off. And actually, I sang things right, and the chords were pretty good, so I don't know what the fuck I was saying about weird chords. Fuck off. DGQ&A. Good night, everybody. Thanks for watching.